0: If you have your Bible this morning, if you could turn with me to Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 7, Isaiah 43 and verse 7, I'm going to be speaking just on these Sunday mornings last week, it was for whose glory, and then this morning it is God's glory in you, and we're going to be going through this this revelation of the glory of God in your life, in my life. If you're saved, this is the greatest A revelation that you can come to know to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, to be saved and for Christ to come and live in you and in me. And not only is he in us, then we'll look as the weeks unfold of God's glory manifested through us. And then we'll look at God's glory in the church and then God's glory on the cross. And this is so important. Some of these things might be basic. Uh, some of these things might be truths that we know well, um, but you know they're more than things that we put down on a piece of paper or stick to a wall. It's the revelation of these things that are crucial. As we look at them this morning, this revelation that has to be a revelation to our hearts are absolutely crucial for the church today. And the reason why I say that before we read from Isaiah, the reason why I say that these truths are crucial for the church once. These truths are lost in God's house. Now you might say, how can a truth be lost? You know, right uh, back in the Old Testament, we read of the time that God's law was was lost and it was found in the house of God. And when they read it, there was a great reviving. But when these truths are lost in, in the house of God, as a word, the truth is there, but the revelation of the truth isn't in the church or in the life. What actually happens at that time the church begins to veer off into religion, religious ac- activity, and religious duties, whether they be more in the legalistic side or whether they swing over into the liberal side, where we lose the simple truths of God's word, the glory of God that is in us. And so it's important this morning that these truths don't come just simply because, well, I know that theologically, and I know it because it's down maybe on a statement of faith or what our our belief structure is, but that becomes a revelation. And I believe this morning, I mentioned last week, these messages are messages, some of the most important messages I feel on my own heart that I'll preach and the desire and the revelation of what we're about to look at this morning. I, I pray that God, you know, as we just come to God's word, I, I just pray that collectively we would open our hearts, open our ears, God give us ears to hear and eyes to see, but that it would come to us by way of revelation, not just in our intellectual appreciation or or, or that we agree, but that there's a revelation of this truth again into the midst of God's people, into the church of Jesus Christ, that we have been created for the glory of God. That's why we're here. That's our purpose. So Isaiah 43 and verse 7. Isaiah 43 and verse 7. God's glory in you. Isaiah 43 and verse 7. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. I just want to read that verse again. Everyone that is called by my name, I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have Made him. Let me just start this morning uh, by saying that it is a wonderful thing to know, to have this great truth that you're saved by the grace of God. Isn't it wonderful to be saved? You know, just to say those words, but it to be a reality in our lives, to know Christ as our Saviour, to be saved by the grace of God. The Bible says, For by grace, Are we saved through faith? It's none of ourselves. It is the gift of God. It is not of works lest any man should boast. The grace of God. We're saved by grace alone. Thank God this morning it's not in anything of our works or our merits or our rights or all the things that we do. It's not in how good we are. This morning it's by the grace of God that we are saved Thank God that we're saved this morning. The Bible says that we're justified freely by the grace of God through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And so this wonderful salvation. You know, Jonah 2 and 9 says that salvation is of the Lord. That that we're saved by the grace of God. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. It is the grace of this great Christ that Christ has saved us. He's redeemed us. You know, it's wonderful to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb this morning. It's great to know when you wake in the morning that you're saved by the grace of God. You haven't earned it. I haven't earned it. We haven't deserved it. There's no good in us. But God in his mercy and in his great grace has saved us through faith in Christ and Christ alone. It's great this morning to know that we're justified by faith in him and everything. Everything of what Christ has done this morning, that I am saved. And and the and the important thing is that so often what is lost, and you know there's an awful lot of this that goes on in the church today of what am, I, what am I supposed to be doing? I'm saved, but where am I supposed to be? What is my calling? Where am I supposed to go? What nation am I supposed to be in? What town am I supposed to be in? Where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? And a lot, lot of the time that comes up because we have lost the very basics and the very simple truth of this, I, this, this truth this morning of God's glory in us, the purpose of God for our lives. We have been created for the glory of God. And what is that purpose then for my life? And sometimes we have to strip it all the way back and come back again to the, the basic truths. Of Scripture. Now if you turn this morning to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, because I want to encourage you this morning. I know there's an awful lot of confusion at times. There's an awful lot of discontentment can come at times when people are seeking the purpose of God for their lives. And so often we're looking to see what we should do rather than what we should be. And when we get the revelation of what we should be, everything of what we should do will then begin to work out. So we strip it back this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. The Bible says, now we're saved. The Bible says, what? Know ye not that your body, now that we're saved, is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now listen to this truth again. We have been bought with a price. We are not our own. Thank God this morning. Now this body, your body, if you're saved this morning, that body belongs to God. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now we have heard this many times. I am praying. prayed much about this message. That it wouldn't be a sermon. But that the reality and the revelation. Of what this is would come into my heart. And your heart afresh this morning. We are not our own. We have been purchased. With the blood of Jesus Christ. We don't belong to this world. But we don't own ourselves. We now belong to Jesus. And Jesus belongs to me. And so this morning we find this truth that this body that you're looking at this morning that's been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And if I could see you this morning, your body is now the temple of the Holy Ghost. He dwells in you, the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we are to glorify God in our bodies and we are to glorify God in our spirit. We have been created for the glory of God. This is the greatest Revelation and truth a man could find in purpose of life. My life, I've been created in his image. And through the fall of man I've been plunged into the depths of depravity and sin. And through the grace of God I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And now I am a temple of the Holy Ghost. I've been redeemed by God through His blood. And now I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit dwells within me. And through this body and your body, here's the purpose of our lives. We are here to glorify God. Just like we looked last week and all those examples in the Old Testament, the, the, the tabernacle of Moses, when Moses created that tent in that, in that wilderness. And in that tent the glory of God would come and rest. The Shekinah glory would be between the cherubims and the Holy of Holies. And then we looked at Solomon's temple just briefly as we worked our way through the Old Testament. We see Solomon's temple. We see the Holy of Holies. We see the Ark of the Covenant. We see the mercy seat. We see the glory of God filling the temple of God. Then we came. To the revelation of the glory of God that is Christ Jesus. And on this earth, Matthew 17 at the transfiguration with Peter looking on and John and James. And they see the Lord and his appearance changes. His face is shining like the sun. He, He was glistering with the glory that was shone through the eternal sun. And so we see that this glory, this This progressive revelation through the Old Testament into the New didn't end with Christ. But Christ had come to bring through the New Covenant this wonderful truth. That this glory, this glory that that, that we have looked at in the Old Testament. Now we would become those temples of the Holy Ghost. These earthen vessels. This is... This is wonderful this morning if we can just grasp it. But these vessels we become the very carriers of the glory of God. That God, Jesus, dwells in us by faith. Now if you turn to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 26, I want us to see the purpose of our lives. A lot of people become discontent with finding out their purpose And often that's because they think they should be doing something. But it's not so much in the doing. And church, I I want us encouraged to bring us back to this. It is what we are to be is more important than what we are to do. If we turn to Colossians 1 and 26, this is the mystery that God has revealed. This has been hid in the generations. Colossians 1 and verse 26 The mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations. But now is made manifest to his saints. Who are the saints? The saints are those that are saved. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Now what is that mystery of the glory of God? Remember Christ is the glory of God revealed in flesh. Peter seen that glimpse of it on the Mount of Transfiguration. Now the full purpose of what God had planned for generations and had been hid was to reveal the riches of the glory of God. And this is what it is. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is the mystery. This is what God had hid for generations. Now the revelation of it comes. It is Christ in me. Christ in you. The hope of glory. I want us to stop for a moment. Because so often I know that most people that are listening to this this morning. Have heard this many times. Would know this verse well. Would be able to quote this verse would know that Christ is in them by faith. But I fear that so often we lose the revelation of such a great truth in the Christian life and in the Christian church. Christ is in us. Christ lives in me. Oh, but we know that, Tim. We've heard that. I know I'm saved and Jesus is in my heart. But friends, I want us to grasp the revelation of this this morning. This is that which has been hidden. This is that which is the mystery. Now has revealed the glory of that tabernacle. We'll stand in awe when we read about that mosaic tabernacle and the glory in that tabernacle. We'll stand in awe when we read in 2 in, in Chronicles about the glory coming down and filling Solomon's temple. That was a temple that was made with hands. We 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 glory in these things and we revere them. We, we, look at it of Christ as he manifested his glory in the Mount of Transfiguration. Yet this morning, the riches of the glory of God and the mystery that God had purposed in eternity was that, that Christ through the cross, through his blood, through repentance on our part and faith in Christ, by the grace of God, we would be saved. And now God, the same glory, the same Jesus, would come and dwell in our lives by faith. And that is Christ in us. That is the very hope of glory. This, this friend this morning is, is ground that we enter. That, that should cause us to stop from our murmurings, our complainings. And stop from our, our discontentment and all the things. Jesus Christ lives in me. The son of the living God. The eternal son of God. He lives in me by faith. I am a temple. You are a temple of the Holy Ghost. You are not just anybody but you're God's child. You've received the spirit of adoption. You're accepted in the beloved. This morning that Jesus Christ dwells in your heart by faith. Christ is in us. He's the hope of glory. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. Paul says these words, we have 2 Corinthians 4 and 7, but we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of you. Think for a moment, you know, you're saved. You give your life to Jesus. Maybe a month ago, maybe a year ago, maybe 20 years ago, maybe 40 years ago, maybe 60 years ago. But listen to me this morning. This this truth can't be lost in the house of God. It can't be lost in the busyness of our lives. It can't be lost in the religious duties and actions that, that we go about. Um, the truth is that Jesus is in my life, that he lives in me and there has been a deposit of eternal treasure in an earthen vessel. That God, that, that word treasure is the Greek word thesaurus, where we look at a thesaurus for a wealth of information. So here it is there is a wealth that has been deposited in your life. That is Jesus Christ. He's the riches of God's glory. Now he dwells in you by faith in him alone. We have been redeemed. We have been washed in the blood of Jesus. We have been made clean in the sight of God. But now because we're clean vessels through that blood. Jesus Christ. He is deposited within us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus Christ dwells in me this morning by faith. This is the riches of the glory of God in me. Now the purpose Of this great salvation. Is God. God living in me. God is living in me. He's living in you. Jesus Christ God's son. Lives in you by faith. Think about it this morning. You know when I've been preparing these messages God. God has been dealing with my own heart on it. But, you know, we have to think about, I want this to get, I'm going to labor it this morning. I want us to get the revelation of it because intellectually, you and I know this. We know it theologically. We know it intellectually. We know it's the truth this morning. We appreciate that it's the truth of God. We know it in scripture. We can quote the verse. But here is the revelation. Is it a revelation still in your heart this morning? Is it as fresh this morning? I get the revelation. What is a revelation? When we talk about, do you get the revelation? I want to show you what a revelation is because we can have the theological appreciation or the intellectual appreciation of such truth, but not the revelation of the truth. And that's a different thing altogether. And this is what it's like. You remember, the two disciples, the Lord Jesus Christ had had died on the cross, and we thank God that He rose again. But those followers of the Lord Jesus Christ at that time were so despondent. They hadn't. They they knew what He had said, but they hadn't the revelation of what He did say. He had told them that He would that he would die and I would rise again on the third day. But after the death of Christ, they were despondent because although he told them, the revelation of the word wasn't in their hearts. So two disciples are on the road to a mess. You know the story so well. But this is what revelation is. Rather than just an intellectual appreciation or a statement of faith on a piece of paper, this is what revelation does. And they're walking on the road and the Lord walks by them. And he comes alongside them and he begins to open the scriptures and tell them he's asking them what what's wrong? Why are you so despondent? Well, Jesus, you know this this man whom we followed, he was everything, but you know they've kneeled him. Have you not heard? They've kneeled him to the cross and he's dead. And Jesus begins to open the the word of God to them. And he begins to expound from the Old Testament, from Moses and the law and the Psalms right through of everything concerning himself. But they were hearing it, but the revelation hadn't come. And when they brought him into that home, you know the story in Luke chapter 24. It says that he took bread and blessed it and gave it to them. And then it says, here's revelation. This is what revelation is. Their eyes were opened. You know, I pray this morning that our eyes would be opened to this truth this will change our lives. This will change our church. This will change a nation. You might say, really? When we really get the revelation of this, brothers and sisters, when we really grasp this great truth as the Lord opened and broke the bread, it says their eyes were opened. Then they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. Now here's what revelation does. This is what a revelation does in Scripture. When you're reading the Word and you get a revelation and the Holy Spirit brings it to your heart afresh, this is what they said, did not our heart burn within us? I want to ask you this morning, saints, when's the last time? This is not to condemn you. This is just to challenge you where you are in your Christian experience. But listen to me. Listen to me this morning. When's the last time? When you read his word and your heart began to burn within you? When's the last time there was a burning desire? When the word of God was made alive when you read it? I'm not talking about just a tingle or an emotion. I'm talking about when you looked at that word and you seen this Christ and the truth of it. That your heart, you know what that burn simply means to set on fire? not the word of god like jeremiah was 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 shut up in his bones it was like a fire within him Brothers and sisters, it was the fire that was burning within them when they got the revelation and the truth that Jesus was rose, has risen again, that he's alive forevermore. And he broke open the truth to them and their eyes were opened and their ears heard and they began to burn within them. Oh friends, this morning, that's what a revelation is. A revelation is when something burns in your heart, when God by the Holy Spirit brings out a truth And that word begins to burn within you. You know, you know when I was preparing over this we message and just seeking the Lord for it but oh friend I tell you there's a couple of times I had to get up out of my chair because I was burning with the reality of this Christ that is in me he's in you the hope of glory it was a reality it wasn't a theological statement it wasn't an argument it wasn't just something that had built up more knowledge about but this wonderful truth that Jesus lives in me and he lives in you and I had to walk around the room because it was like a fire within me the glory of Christ in an earthen vessel it's hard to take in but friends I believe it this morning it is Christ and is the hope of glory you know many people will study the scriptures for debate They'll study the scriptures to try and put something right in the church they believe is wrong. They'll talk about all the issues and all the things and they don't agree with that. And they don't like the church government and this one and that one. And they don't like the music this and they don't like the way that's done. I want to tell you friend, when I open the word of God, the reason why I delve into it is because I want to know Jesus. I want to know this Christ. I want to know him more. I want the fire of God to be burning in our hearts. We want to know Jesus in this books about him this morning. That's why we read it. That's why we study it. I want to know more about Jesus Christ and the glory of God. So we see what revelation is. This Christ in these earthen vessels. That is the hope of glory. Now I want you to turn this morning to John chapter 17. And I want you to I want to I want you to see I want you to see the prayer that Christ made. This is a wonderful prayer from the Lord to his Father. But we see the purpose of God. Now knowing that Jesus lives in me by faith. You may be saved for years, but I, I pray we get this fresh revelation this morning of the glory of God in us. John 17 and verse 1. John 17 and verse 1. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom Thou have sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work. My brothers and sisters, this morning, Jesus on the cross cried, it is finished. But I want to tell you something this morning, before he ever began, God had already finished. He is the eternal son. He is slain from before the foundations of the world. The work is finished in Christ. I have finished the work which thou givest me to do. And now he says, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Let me read that verse again. These verses we have to take slowly and just think upon them for a moment. And now, O Father, Jesus praying, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. This is the glory of God. Before there was ever a world and a galaxy and a star in the heavens and a man on this earth. There was a glory between the Father and the Son. Jesus has said, I've finished the work. Now you glorify me. I have glorified thee. Verse 6 and he says. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou hast given me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou givest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou givest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee. And they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. For they are thine, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine. And I am glorified, Jesus said, in them. He's speaking now of the disciples that he was given, who have received his word. Now he says, they are all mine, and they're thine. And he says, and I will be glorified in them, the glory of God in us. Now if you go on down to verse 20 of the same chapter, this is what he says. Neither pray I for these alone, the disciples, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. Now listen this morning. Who is he praying for at this moment? He's praying for you. He's praying for me. You know, he's up in the glory this morning. We know that he prays. He's ever liveth to make intercession for his saints. That's you. So now the preaching of those apostles, the apostles doctrine that they continued in for those that would believe their word, for those that would receive the word of God, we are born again of an incorruptible seed this morning. Jesus says, I'm praying for them I'm praying for you. He's praying for me. That they may all be one. As thy father art in me and I in thee. The unity of the brethren. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thy hast sent me. So here we get a truth. But may the revelation of the truth burn within our hearts. That they may be one in us. That the world may believe that you have sent me. There's a manifestation of the glory of God through the church. Verse 22 says, And the glory, what does it say? And the glory which thou givest me, this glory, I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. I and them and I in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thy has sent me and has loved them as thy has loved me. The glory from before the foundations of the world that the Father, the Son and the Spirit of God, God is Spirit, those three as one. The glory that they shared together. Jesus says this glory and verse 22, that you give me, I have given them. Those that receive the word, those that repent of their sin, those that turn their lives over to Jesus by grace, are they saved? Now that glory is in these earthen vessels, and the world may know that the glory that's in us, the glory that will be seen in us, that the world may know that these people. Are from Jesus. These people are about Jesus. Their lives demonstrate. The living reality. That there is a Jesus. A real Jesus. Not just a figment or a fantasy. But there is a man called Jesus. The son of the living God. Eternal son of God. Who came into this world. Died on a cross. Was buried and rose again. According to the scripture. And is ascending up and high. And this morning he lives in you. And praise the Lord, he lives in me. This is the reality of everything of what we are to be as a Christian. That God's son will be displayed in my life and in your life. The world would know that Jesus has come. Vessels of mercy for the glory of God. Fit for the master's use. Friends, if we get the revelation of this. And not just. The intellectual amen or the theological amen or just designed in a piece of paper or laid out in order that we can say, I believe that here is my statement of faith. This is what I believe. Now, you may not have a bit of paper that says that, but everyone's got a little bit of paper of what they believe. But if you get the revelation of what we're talking about this morning, and I believe it's crucial for the end time church. To come again to this great truth that Christ is in me and in you. The hope of glory, the riches of the glory of God is in these earthen vessels. Then this will be, listen, this might surprise some, but this is everything of what the church would become. It's the answer to every aspect of. Of the ministries in the church. It's the answer to our teaching. It's the answer to your evangelism. It's the answer to our praise. Our worship. Our prayer and our purpose as a church. That God's son dwells in me by faith. And it's not so much what I do. But it is who I am in God. And that the glory of Christ will be displayed through me. Through you. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters. What a sight that must have been. In that Old Testament. What a sight it must have been. For the nations that looked on. When the glory of God was seen coming down. Into that tabernacle. When they seen the pillar of fire and they seen the smoke and they seen the glory. And as Israel looked on and were worshiping the Lord. What a sight it must have been as all the heathen nations around them were looking. They knew that the power of Almighty God, the one true God, was amongst his people. You think about it this morning, friends, if that's wonderful, and it certainly is But the greatest wonder of it all is that the same God that dwelt in those tents and in that temple, that's the same God that's through the grace of God by the power of the Holy Spirit and the finished work of Jesus on the cross dwells in me and dwells in you. I fear we lose the truth. We lost the truth in the house of God. We've lost the reality of just simply Jesus is in me, the hope, Of glory. While we try to find what we are supposed to do. Maybe we shouldn't be doing so much. We should simply be being what Jesus wants us to be. Right where we are. That the glory of God would be displayed to this world. That's why they said to them. When they looked at them. These men have been with Jesus. The glory of God would shine through them. You know, the devil thought it was over and it was finished. But now Christ, Christ who has ascended and promised them the Holy Ghost through faith would dwell in their hearts and every vessel that saved. Jesus, Jesus lives within me. This is the revelation of Christ in me, the hope of glory as he walked this earth and lived that sinless life died on the cross, rose again on the third day, appeared to the eleven, and up to five hundred at one time. Then it would come that he would ascend. But thank God he sent the blessed Holy Spirit. And you know, friends, when Christ came and he began that ministry, and will come to you more in the weeks to come. But you know, we have a tendency as people They keep veering off into religious ruts. We have a tendency to always be veering off. That's the whole history of the church if you study it and you look at it. When Christ walked this earth, his biggest problem was the then-known, as it were, church, the religious system of the Pharisees that had crippled the people with oppression and death and laws. And everything on the outward was right. But inside it was rotten. And Jesus came because that wasn't representing who he was or what he was about. And he came into the world to save sinners. He came into the world to, to, to deliver the oppressed. To set the captive free. To heal the broken and hearted. And so when he comes. He What he's saying is this whole religious system that man has created. And finished with that. It's over. And now he said, I've come that you may have life. But you know you might think. Well that was 2000 years ago. We don't do that anymore. If you know anything about church history. Man is consistently. Always veering into religious ruts. Always coming away from the power of the cross. And the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Always veering into what he does. Coming focused upon himself. Rather than in the glory of God. And what does God do in his mercy? He brings it back again every time. That there's a true representation representation of who he is Jesus Christ the hope of glory living in us not truth in itself friends if we ask sincerely God this morning give me the revelation of Jesus in me the hope of glory the glory of God in my life I want to tell you friends let it burn within us you know it's very difficult sometimes we clear out those barns and then we get all the old sticks and all the old wood. We get it round the back and we'd burn it. But friends, I want to tell you, there's a type of wood really hard. It's really hard to burn. Old, damp wood. It's so hard to burn. You need to get a lot going before you actually can burn the thing. Can I tell you, friends, that's what religion's like? It's very hard to get it going. Very hard to get it burnt. It might have all the theology. It might have all the ideas. It might have all the the activity of life. You know, whether it's all the praying all day and all the reading all day and all the doing all day. But the revelation, friends, I'm not saying that's wrong. What I'm saying is we can do all of that, but we've missed the revelation of what it really is. And so this morning, we want to be set on fire. With this truth, Christ is in me, the hope of glory. Can I tell you, friends, it's the answer to it all. The reality of that will ignite the church of Jesus Christ. I want to tell you something. It will impact the world just like it did again. This truth, Christ is in me, the hope of glory. Friend, this morning, get yourself out of the ruts Get yourself out of the depression. Get yourself out of the looking at yourself. Get yourself out of the works of what I'm supposed to do. I tell you, just get the truth this morning. This is Jesus is in me. He lives in me. Know what he wants to do? He wants to work through you. Just like he did, he wants you to do. He wants you to do exactly what he did. That's why he gave us three years of glorious ministry for us to follow him. Next week, we'll look at that, the manifestation of the glory through you. But as we spend this time this morning, get this truth again. Let it burn within your heart again. Christ is in me. Christ is in me, the hope of glory. This is the treasure in earthen vessels. Father, this morning we pray, Lord, that it would not be in word only. Lord, but it would be in the power and in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we pray, let the truth, Lord, be like a fire. Lord, burning in our bones. This great truth that if we're saved this morning, this Christ dwells in me. He's the hope of glory. The riches of the glory of God is in me. Oh, God, we pray, it's not to keep it to ourselves. It's not to keep it all closed up, but it's to display this glory that Jesus is alive to a lost and a dying world. Lord, get our focus right this morning. Get us on fire again. We ask all these mercies in Jesus' name. Amen.